0: Hello, everybody. This is the Winning in Winnipeg podcast, where we talk to top performing business owners, executives, entrepreneurs, and local Winnipeg celebrities. We get to learn who they are, how they think, and we get to hear their perspective about what's really going on in Winnipeg and their business. Today, I have Andrea Tiopo. Andrea has been a realtor for seven years. Correct. And is absolutely crushing your social media game. Uh, Andrea now has 28,000 Instagram followers and is selling some incredibly high-end homes here in Winnipeg and has now branched out into the Calgary market. Andrea is also the co-owner of a separate company called TableSpace, a co-working space here in Winnipeg that gives entrepreneurs, business people, uh, actually anyone just office space that they need
1: place to work a place to hold events yeah. everything yeah that's yeah. great congratulations yeah. thank you so
0: welcome to the show
1: thank you so much for having you
0: so uh believe it or not you are the first realtor that i've had on wow now that's not that big of a thing except i've worked with realtors for a long time and i know a lot of realtors yeah but yeah one of the one of the big things that caught i'm really big into like sales and marketing and mm-hmm. and building brand and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and that's why I'm I'm I want to hear kind of about you and and your how you've gone about social media growing your brand I think it's uh I think it's really cool what you're doing um but first before that I would like to give everyone kind of a little background on yourself tell me you know you're from Winnipeg you go to school here yeah what's your what's your origin story
1: so I'm I was born and raised in Winnipeg. Yep. I, um, I would say my early 20s is kind of when I started to discover my uh, deep desire for entrepreneurship. And I've always kind of been curious to kind of get into whether it was sales or marketing or, or starting a business. I think that's I would say that truly started when I was younger. Um, so we can go way back or we can start from, you know, when things really started to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say it's always kind of been in me. But I really started to find that true passion in my early 20s uh, when I, I would say, when my dad first gave me my first vehicle, um, he was, and I've told this story many times before, but um, I'll just say it again, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like this is kind of where it all started. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say like early 20s, I got my first car and I was so excited. What and. It was a Volkswagen, Volkswagen Jetta. Nice. And before that, it was just like, you know, crappy vehicles that my father would just gift me and I was mm-hmm. so grateful for them. But mm-hmm. uh, this is one that, it was one of the nicer ones. Okay. So he ended up giving that to me. And as soon as he gave it to me, he said, what are you gonna do with this vehicle? And I said, well, I'm gonna drive it, of course. Like you gave it to me, so I'm gonna drive it. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, you're gonna sell this vehicle and you're gonna make some money. You're gonna make some cash. So he's also, he's a mechanic, by the way. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. you know, he saw the opportunity there. And I said, yeah. well, like, how much cash are we talking? Because maybe I'll do it. He's like, you'll make a couple thousand dollars. Okay, great. Sure. I'm, I'll am i sell it tomorrow and I'll be carless. Sold it. Okay. I was carless. He said, go buy another two cars. We'll fix them up and you can sell them. And I started doing this over and over again. Nice. I had, you know, I did this about... 15 times in my early 20s. Really? And uh, I would say that was, it was between that and then starting up my jewelry business, uh, also in my early 20s. I had that when I... uh, I would say in my college years, it was yeah. one of the early startup businesses that I did, and it was great. It yeah. gave me—I'm wearing, you know, some of the stuff that I currently that I had before in the past.
0: Are you still doing it?
1: I'm not. Okay. No. So I, it's a lot. You know, it's it's a lot to do everything. Um, but I was doing that, and I was selling jewelry. I was working, and then those you are know, the
0: vintage pieces.
1: Some of these, yes, yeah. some yeah. of them are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one actually is
0: circa so. <laughs> circa twenty. 2013,
1: 10, 15. Yeah, okay. 2013. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah. So then it kind of just snowballed into okay. So you know, I can sell jewelry. I can sell cars. What's next? And I think that's always been my life motto. Okay, what's next? What can I do? And then I got my real estate license in 2015, March 2015, and um, I knew that kind of going into real estate that I always wanted to have my own brand. I always wanted to kind of, you know, have and take advantage of the tools that we were given at the time, which was social media. And, uh, you know, it was something that I knew was important because I saw that a lot of realtors weren't really putting an effort uh, into social media at the time. That was early 2015. Um, And so it did allow me to grow a big following. And, you know, prior to that, I was also blogging. So i just always liked sharing and, you know, just... I've always been a multifaceted individual, I, mm-hmm. I guess you could say.
0: What were you blogging about?
1: I was blogging about lifestyle, DIYs, um, just things that I was passionate about, really. Nice. Yep. It was on Blogspot. So it was, a, mm-hmm. if anyone remembers Blogspot, this going is back like... a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was, uh, I would say, the start of everything. And that was what really kind of brought this large audience to my page on Instagram. And people started to follow me because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's, I would say that was, that goes way back. Mm -hmm. Fast forward now to, um, you know, I think right now I'm in very much a pivotal point in my career where I am, you know, I have seven years under my belt in real estate. I am looking at the next thing for myself and what can I do, uh, you know, to take my business to the next level. And so for, for me, it was kind of like, I want to expand. I want to grow a team. And then Calgary became an option. And I just said, you know, why can't I do it all? You know, Mm -hmm. I I started a co-working space here, which is all about co-working, collaborating, networking, and that's what I'm all about as well. And so starting a team here allows me to collaborate with other individuals, other realtors, and um, allows me to also take the business that I built for the seven years and, you know, and then it just, just have a team to help me expand now into another market so right. that yeah. was kind of a long introduction to get us to well, where i, like I am it. There, today but there's a yeah. there's a
0: lot in there and we can yeah. we can we can dive into it yeah um did you have any jobs before you were 20.
1: i did yes okay i what um what were they yeah I, my first job was at Canada Inns. I was okay. a banquet server. Okay. That was, I was 15, yep. which I, I don't even know if I was allowed to work at 15. It fantastic. But it's all good, yep. you know? Yep. And uh, I've had, I was in the serving like restaurant industry for I would say five years, um, starting from 15 to my early 20s. Mm-hmm. So hosting, serving, all of that, mm-hmm. uh, which I think are um, invaluable skills that I think a lot of people, I that, you know should try just to especially in your early 20s you're trying to figure out who you are you're trying to build those social skills yep. um so yeah so i worked in in restaurant industry
0: working in the restaurants i think i'm gonna make my kids get a job in a restaurant yeah. because yeah. it's there's a lot of things that you got to juggle yeah all at one time especially serving yeah because serving you got to deal with people
1: got to deal with people you got to deal with um you know you have to think on your feet mm-hmm. you have to juggle a lot yeah yeah it's great
0: i really like it mm-hmm. um was there a time where you actually thought about you know being employed for somebody else versus i want to start my own thing because
1: mm-hmm. um no so i actually so after working at the restaurant industry i said hey I do want to try to get into maybe the fashion industry. I was really passionate about that, so I ended up working retail for a year, and I hated it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I it was retail and also working in an office job in in um don't want to say the name but fashion industry uh, here in Winnipeg, local and and so I realized that that was not for me. Um, I just have always. You know, I, I figured out early on that I just never really wanted to work for anyone else. And my dad had always, I guess, instilled in me that, you know, don't don't work for anyone else and be your own boss. And so that's always just been in the back of my brain. And I think going through those few years kind of working in retail as well, helped me figure out that that's just not what I wanted <laughs> Yeah. And and that I needed to just really hustle and grind and, you know, make something of myself. Yeah. Yeah
0: those really bad jobs I think are fantastic because they oh, really yeah. push you to never ever be in that position again.
1: That was a tipping point for me. I yeah. was just like never again. Yeah. 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 So
0: what was the, where did the realtor license come from? How did that come about?
1: Um. So in 2015, that's when I started to figure out like, you know, real estate is interesting to me. I do like that. There's, you know, so many different ways that you can go about it um you know like i said i've always been somewhat of an entrepreneur at heart and so just seeing all the possibilities in in what i can do to kind of create this and make it a a bit of a business for myself that was interesting to me and there was always a challenge to you know to okay how can i make this better how can i Make some changes and dis- disrupt the industry, and you know, do things different. Um, and yeah, so that was that was the main thing. You know, the interior design. Of course, I love interior design. I love sales, and I love just talking and and helping people, helping people is in my nature. And so you know, all those things combined just kind of led me to okay, I think this is probably you know the career that 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 is meant for me that I should be doing. Yep. And, and yeah, so that's kind of how it all happened.
0: Right. Real estate is not easy. No. Um, it is one of those things where it's a lot of it is sink or swim. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> why do you think realtors, what would make a realtor fail?
1: I would say not... Um, Not having a strong mindset, like you really need to work on your mind and, and really just push through in this industry. Like there's going to be hard times and, and some people allow those hard times to just, you know, they just can't get themselves out of those hard times. They give up, they give up after the first couple of years, you know, there's something like 80% of realtors fail in the first two years. And I think that, um, you know, you kind of just have to keep pushing through. Like these are these are. You can't let these things that happen because it's going to happen a lot. There's going to be hard personalities. There's going to be difficult situations that you have to deal with, and you know, you can't take those things personal. You kind of just have to, you know, put that aside and and continue pushing forward and have that deep desire to succeed. Um, and you will never fail.
0: You yeah, know, so. it is. Uh... It is not an easy place. Well, I mean, all of entrepreneurship is, is never easy. But yeah. um, so one of the things I like about podcasts is that anyone kind of listening, you know, whether they're 18 and wondering what to get into or they follow you on Instagram or, um, you know, maybe they're thinking about a change in career and whether they're, you know, motivated, scared, whatever, um, they can listen Mm -hmm. and and really see themselves in pretty much any point of your journey right Mm -hmm. so uh you mentioned mindset what kind of stuff do you do or have you done or anything to to strengthen your mindset Mm
1: -hmm. so i think listening to podcasts and constantly um just educating yourself like there's there's certain podcasts that i listen to and certain um little tapes i used to listen to cds like back in the day I, early yes, on when i started yes. my career yep. i you're as weird as i am Good yeah you. yeah and so i would listen and because it was it, that's all i really had back in the day like podcasts weren't huge which i may, i make it sound like i'm so old but i was listening to cds and i would listen to the same cd that was it was it was something like million dollar mindset or something like that and I would listen to that all the time. I think I listened to it ten times, and so a lot of these skills were just awesome. like just in uh, my brain yeah. because I'm yeah. like I don't really want to listen to the radio. I am going to listen to something that can help me and educate me, and that was that was kind of the start of it. And every year since then, I'm you know always looking at ways that okay, what can I do to how can I how can I educate myself? First of all, like audio books, reading books, uh, podcasts. That's one thing that I do to just like really. You know, help me and ground myself. Mm-hmm. Um, taking the time to also, you know, like being in this career, especially now being in, in in my going into my seventh year, there's a lot of things that can happen, and you know, there's a lot of different situations and, like I said, personalities that you have to deal with. Um, but it's so important to just take the time to sit with yourself and be with yourself and just you know, just let it all out. And, and also I say, you know, having that like deep thought to be able to, uh, to not let these things get through to you, but just through you. So, you know, I think that having that time away from all of it, like I always say, I love being around people. I am like the most introverted extroverted person you'll ever meet i'm like i love being around people and i love being you know in that in that environment but at the same time like i just like need to be alone sometimes and i need to just ground myself and come back to myself and you know i think entrepreneurship really is kind of a spiritual journey being a realtor as well like you're 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 an entrepreneur at the end of the day you're trying to figure out you're trying to learn about yourself and it's just learning what things kind of you know whether it's things that piss you off or things that make you happy it's it's really about trying to find who you are deep down inside and and really coming out with that yeah
0: yeah well it's it's tough when i look what what do we have here in winnipeg 2500 realtors or something like that
1: yeah i want to say probably 28 roughly around there but yeah right so to
0: to really stand out from the crowd to not you know to not let other voices kind of either you know detract you from something or lead you one way or mm-hmm. or whatever it is right mm-hmm. to to find your own path like i can imagine that uh, that's not easy in a in a crowded space
1: exactly and for me like i'm you know starting table space that wasn't easy for me either mm-hmm. like that was you know something that took a lot of time and energy and especially going into you know 2020 march 2020 that's when Things went crazy. The
0: world stopped.
1: The world stopped mm-hmm. and you know, it wasn't the easiest time for for being a business owner, plus being a realtor and trying to figure that all out. You know, like that was a really hard time for me, but I had to pull myself out of that and just, okay, like I am I, doing this. I just know that this is, this is for the greater good and I know it's gonna serve and help the community. Um, I just need to like figure it out and push through, and and know that you know the real estate is going to take off as well. So yep. you know, yeah. Yep. So
0: how did Tablespace come about?
1: Tablespace came about. Um, so I was introduced to my business partner back in early twenty nineteen. We ended up starting um, having these conversations early in the year. She had introduced me to the idea of table space and and co-working in, in general and i was already very familiar with the concept of co-working just because you know for for me i'm you know when i'm traveling i see all these different places and so all these other places have co-working spaces. Mm-hmm. I know we have some here, but you know nothing that really stood out to me or, or made me want to go. And so um, we saw the need of having a co-working space in the city. and uh, we acted very quick. Great so location. it was yeah. So we ended up finding this spot um, June, July. No, 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 sorry. We started looking at places June, July. We found this spot in mid-August and we did a 6-week renovation. We opened um August or sorry, September 30th, 2019, we opened our doors and it was a complete three-level like 6,000 square feet renovation. It's a big boy. It was a big one. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. It was it was intense. So yeah, that's how it all started and and we saw the need for for collaboration and co-working and a place for entrepreneurs like like I said I was kind of an entrepreneur myself prior to this and I was working at coffee shops and I was working from home and there was never really that place that i can go to that was kind of like a mix of both and so you know we saw that there was a need for that and we wanted to be in in somewhere like osborne just because of the location you know we love osborne it's just it's vibrant there's energy there it's condensed there's you know creativity flowing and you know we love it there it's so close it's close to everything
0: everything yep. yeah yeah so nice. yeah i uh, i think that's it that's a really good spot and and to know that you opened when you did, like that that's a crazy <laughs> story, and especially because yeah. you know you guys are still going, yeah, right, like that's we made it through that's that's a huge testament to uh not just not the business itself, but more it speaks volumes about you guys because mm-hmm. it wasn't easy, yeah, right, any yeah. business no owner knows, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some that did extremely well, but yeah, yeah, um yeah, totally, so your'. Um, I think one of the thing that that is probably helping you a lot is your experience with social media. Mm-hmm. Um, take me through how you know how did you view social media early on? Did you start on Instagram? Was there other things that you pushed? Um, you know, how did you decide what platform, mm-hmm. what posts? You know, mm-hmm. how did you educate yourself on it?
1: um so i started off i i would say on instagram like that's okay. when i where it all started um and then from there i i didn't really know like you don't really know how like i kind of have an idea but like if you saw the branding that i had in 2015 mm-hmm. to where it is now mm-hmm. i would lo- like i it's funny because I'm like, that is not we, what are, I envisioned. Are we talking
0: fifth iteration or like 37th iteration? Okay,
1: maybe not thirty seven, okay. but like 20th. Okay. Yeah, like it's right. gone through some evolutions for yep. sure. And yep. um, so y- you never really figure it out all at once. And, um, you know, starting off with Instagram, I, I, I then knew that, you know, there was somewhat of a journey that people would find you on. So how do we how do i make this journey make sense to people okay. and i call it like your digital footprint so whether they find you on facebook or on instagram like people are smart and they're going to do their research on you and they're going to find you on all different platforms and you know having that messaging make sense and consistency is, is very, was very important for me and so i would constantly kind of like do makeovers on every single platform and i would do this all myself because
0: Who else is going to do it? (laughs) Who else is going to do it?
1: You know, and I'm also very particular about certain things that Mm -hmm. it just, it was hard for me to let go of that side of my business to somebody else because I, I knew what I wanted, but, and it was hard to just. like an
0: extension of you. yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to just let that go because people also like authenticity, especially on Instagram. And so I couldn't just hand that over to somebody and say, Hey, just schedule a couple of posts a week takeover, like, no, that yeah. that's not going to work for my page. And I know that. Yeah. And so I stay true to, you know, who I was on my platform. And, you know, I still post fashion, I still post interior design, and I post real estate. Mm-hmm. And I do that because I, I know that, you know, half, maybe majority of my followers, that's the reason why they follow me. And then real estate is just kind of what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I try to kind of blend my not so much my personal life, but at least a little bit to know for people to know who I am mm-hmm. without, you know, diving too deep into to the personal life. So yep. I try to keep some of that separate. Yep. And uh, yeah, so I think like just sharing a little bit more of what my passions are allows people to kind of see a little bit of insight into me, which that makes me relatable which then allows people to you know i i constantly get people coming up to me and saying i just feel like i know you and i feel like you know i i know we've never met before but i just feel like i just know you through your social media and that's what i want i want people to be able to just approach me and um and yeah so i think that i knew that that was very important i and i think just realizing now how even more powerful it is just with the last couple of years how how it's been able to help me grow my business. I've been able to attract clients mm-hmm. rather than
0: Chasing. chase them. Chase
1: yeah. them. I've never wanted to do that. Yeah. I've never been, you know, a door knocker, or a cold caller. None of that worked for me, and mm-hmm. I've tried it. It Doesn't work for me yep. personally. And yep. I know that there's other ways that you can scale your business, and and you know attract clients. And so this was a way for me to um, to do so.
0: Right. Yeah that's awesome yeah how has have you seen a big shift in not only what you're doing on social media but are there things that you've noticed have changed Mm -hmm. on social media over
1: yeah i mean tiktok is a thing now which is something i'm still trying to adjust to it's not like it's not the easiest platform to just jump on and start making content like my brain only goes to so far when it comes to, you know, being creative. Like some people are just so good on that platform and they are so creative. I'm like, uh, you need a whole production. I I need a whole production team to, to be able to record content. You know what I mean? So, um, I think that, yes, it's definitely changing. Like video is one thing that is becoming more of a prominent, uh, thing to, to be on top of in, uh, in this world right now so I think that that's one thing I need to get you know just jump on and and just do it I know that but uh the I would say uh yeah video and YouTube TikTok all those platforms are extremely powerful right now um and you can grow and you can get more exposure and I think that's yeah there's it's and it's free so it's like why not just get into it it's a
0: huge return on investment yeah yeah um so y- with the 2800 realtors out there mm-hmm. um what are you seeing and please don't name any names mm-hmm. what are you seeing that some realtors are doing um on social that that is just not working like wh- where where would where would somebody go wrong on social
1: um i think that you know you and i've just you've seen this for many years where you know you follow someone and all they posts are homes you know that's for me a complete turnoff like i I don't want to follow someone to just see homes Mm -hmm. i will go on the mls to see homes i don't want to see homes on my instagram page you know it's nice to be able to mix it up a little bit here and there but um yeah, I think that that would be the number one thing, uh, that is just a complete turn off is just seeing homes on, on your feed. Um, what else just maybe, and, and I know that I'm bad for this too, especially as of late, not showing my face enough on video, um, not being like not recording more like, like behind the scenes or, or, or doing things that show my face. Um, because I'm busy and honestly sometimes I'm just lazy. I'm like, I don't, I can't. I just don't have the energy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're busy, you're just running around. The last thing doing I think stuff. of yeah. doing stuff, you know, yeah. I'm actually working, yeah. I'm actually doing stuff and it's hard for me to just be like, okay, let's turn the camera on and, and start recording. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. I do think it's very important just to, like carve out that time, a few hours a week, a few hours a day just to to, to be able to do that because I know it's important, so yeah, I, um, I think that that's another thing. That is, that is video. where
0: uh, I mean, you hit it right there. Is that f- me too? I'll go days with with being like, oh no, you <laughs> yeah. know, like I haven't recorded any of this cool shit that I've done yeah. over two days, yeah, or you know, however long it is, yeah, um, we'll be on site, we'll be building something incredible, yeah, and I won't record it, and I won't explain it to people, and I won't, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm just, it's like these so,
1: opportunities are just you miss them in
0: hindsight, right? You're <laughs> yeah, like that would yeah. be so cool. Yeah. Um. And so for me, I know that I'm having to change my mindset as far as like that is part of my work, mm-hmm. right? Like it's my responsibility to show this as mm-hmm. you know in marketing and 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 bringing in leads and business development. Like yeah. that is my responsibility yeah yeah you know until you have the the little videographer following you 24/7 yeah yeah you, know, you have to do it
1: that's that's I like that you know just making it a part of your business and part of your business plan to you know to do the marketing and to have that like video and you know education behind that as well because yeah. I think it's important
0: yeah yeah so on your social you mentioned um, real estate fashion, Um, clearly, you know, you think about marketing, you think about branding. Um, Now, is this this just part of, like, is it just, you know, I need to do this now and I need to do this, and it's becoming all this, um, all of these things that you're doing? Mm -hmm. Um, Or is there a specific plan as far as how to monetize certain things, right? Like, my brain can't get around monetizing fashion Mm -hmm. i just i i can't figure it out yeah um you know there's there's um you know some people are are very creative on social where i legitimately have no idea how they're doing it and they're monetizing and it's been amazing yeah so um uh you know is 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 multiple sources of an income you know was that part of your plan at all anywhere and you know take me through it a little bit
1: Yeah, totally. Um, Multiple sources, multiple streams of income like that, I think, is to to get ahead and, and to really do something. You definitely need to have that, you know, relying solely, especially with inflation now, can't really rely on on one source. I mean, you can, you know, if you're. Making, but you have to be able to to know how to invest that money and be able to be strategic with that money to have it work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've always been able to uh, just, or I've always wanted to, I should say, um, have multiple streams. Just you know, I've always wanted to dabble in in, in certain things, and I think that um, everything that I'm doing right now is intentional um, to kind of work towards what my big goal is and you know I only think so far out but I I do see where I am you know 10 years from now like 5-10 years from now I do see that life and so what I try to do is you know reverse engineer that and and what do I need to do to get there and what you know where do I need to dabble into to be able to to do that so um yeah, for me, I I, I do have multiple, um, and I think it's important just to to not put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah,
0: is, is what you're building. Um, like, where is Andrea Teopo in, in in ten years? What are you building?
1: I want to build a little mini empire. I would say, like okay. something that will allow me to, um, you know, make an impact and and show people that it can be done. And you know you can be you can be a multifaceted individual in real estate and not just be a realtor. you can be an entrepreneur. you can you know be traveling the world, you can be into fashion. you can do all the things. you know it doesn't have to be you're just a realtor yep. um, and so i want to I want to be able to showcase that and show people that it's possible. And so for me, ten years from now, I want to have you know as I'm not sure if you know, but as of recently, I just joined over to a company called eXp Realty. Okay. So that was also a big shift and a big move in my business. Okay. And so I think doing that alone has allowed me to open up even more doors in what I originally thought my plan was going to be. And so this company now has has or will allow me to be able to have another extension of um of revenue just in my business uh, on on joining that company alone okay. and so it's a very interesting concept that i think a lot of people uh will start to realize soon enough um because it is disrupting the real estate industry yeah slowly, you're, n- but you're surely, not the first
0: one that i know that that's gone over there
1: yeah yeah right. yeah what,
0: what why is that uh why is it disrupting the the status quo
1: so I mean, right now there's the traditional real estate brokerage models. You know, you've got your brick and mortar, you've got all of that, mm-hmm. but right now it's, I would say, you don't really need an office space. You don't, you, you are constantly on the road, you're on your computers, you know, you're, that's the number one thing I think that a lot of people would would say they, they miss or they need an office space. And this company is cloud-based. So you don't have an office space. They actually conveniently work out of table space here in Winnipeg. And so you know, you yep. got <laughs> yep. I've got both my companies in in one place and it's it's great. But um, you know, they they have what's called revenue share, they have uh, stock options, they have, you know, great splits. And the one thing for me that that made me want to make the switch is because I'm tapping into a totally different industry or a different market now. And so I'm now going into Calgary and you know, when you work for an individual brokerage, you have you've got your fees, you've got your individual broker fees. There there's just a lot. Then you've got your splits on top of that. Okay. So, you know, I Saw this model, and it's just one umbrella. It's just you're paying one split, no matter where you are. If you get licensed, you know, in five other cities, mm-hmm. you're paying one split, and that's what I liked because it, it removes all location barriers. It allows me to be able to, if I wanted to, open up in Vancouver, open up in in Toronto. You know, Calgary is the first market that I'm tapping into, and I plan on taking over. Just Beautiful. you know, just yep. slowly but surely mm-hmm. uh, set those foundations in each city, and and be able to sell anywhere I want. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, because this is the Winning in Winnipeg podcast, let's dive into Winnipeg a little bit. And um, what do you think is like? What is it about Winnipeg that you love? That's kept you here? I mean, I know you grew up here, but nothing made you stay, right? Mm-hmm. So why did you choose? to stay in Winnipeg and and initially start building here.
1: I think Winnipeg has some incredible entrepreneurs. There's something about this city that that, you know, like entrepreneurs are just bred here. You know, it's amazing. There's so many talented people here, whether you know, you're you're in the beauty industry or you are doing real estate. I know a ton of just like real estate developers even yourself like you guys are crushing it. You know what I mean? So I think that there is a lot of talent here, but I think the reason why there's a lot of talent is, and this might just be, I don't know if you agree with me, but, you know, there's not a whole lot to do here. You know, it's Winnipeg, it's a small city, so a lot of people are just focused. You're focused on your work, you're focused on just, you know, honing in on your craft, because you don't really have very many distractions, right? It's
0: COVID every winter. COVID it's every my, winter, it's you know, you're outside, trapped you inside. Yeah. And
1: yeah, so I think that it's like that alone just allows more entrepreneurs just, you know, they have more time to think, they have more time to just like curate their craft. And um, I think that like Winnipeg is just a really great market to even start a small business, to just test things out, you know, for myself testing out table space, just to see if it works and to try to, you know, hone in on that model and make sure it works before expanding anywhere else. I Mm -hmm. think this is just such a great city to do that in. But, um yeah, I think Winnipeg is is incredible in that way that you know everyone here is so supportive. It's a small community, um, you know, big town, small city vibes, and I think that you know that just allows people to be just more supportive of each other here, yeah, yeah.
0: well, a lot we I hear about you know the people a lot, right. Mm-hmm. What have you noticed? especially expanding into Calgary, mm-hmm. have do you notice a difference right away or is there specific things that, you know, that mm-hmm. people kind of, is everyone on the surface the same and then they differ or are there really big differences between Winnipeg and Calgary?
1: Um, I would say Calgary, what I've found so far, and, and mind you, I've, I've only really tapped in. I've been there since June. Mm-hmm. It seems very collaborative. Mm. Like everyone just wants to help. Everyone wants to, you know, network and get together. And and whether you're in the same industry it doesn't matter. Like we're here to kind of learn off of each other. Kay. Do you know what I mean? And and I find that here it's kind of hard to do that. I, it's it's a little bit more closed, a mm. closed community, which mm-hmm. is you know, fine. But that's why I like collaborating, and that's why I like you know, sort of table space. And so, mm-hmm. um. The people, I think both are this generally the same. Like, you know, everyone's great, I love people, but uh, it's more so that the opportunity is much greater in, in uh, what I wanna do personally out there, yeah.
0: Um, did you, you know, did you always believe that you would be successful? Yeah, was that ever a doubt in your mind? Was that something that you even thought about?
1: Um, I would say it more so recently. Uh, not recently. I mean, in my early twenties, I just, I just knew, like, I'm gonna do great things, and I'm not gonna fail, and, and I'm not afraid to fail, and you know, I'm. I know I'm going to be successful. And that was just always in the back of my mind. Like, you know, what, wherever I was in my journey, that never discouraged me. I know sometimes it was hard, but I just knew there was a bigger picture and knew that there, there was something bigger that I was working towards. And so that just kept me, you know, kept me going forward and pushed me to, to just keep going. You know what I mean? So I would say it's, it's always kind of been in the back of my mind that, I just, I can't fail, you yeah. know, I yeah. can't, I can't do it. I won't let myself fail. And I, I, I mean, I, I ultimately like, where do you, when do you stop? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Like it's, it's hard to say maybe, maybe when I'm old and, and have white hair, who knows? Well,
0: I think you said it right there is, is I personally think that the only way to fail is to stop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you just keep going, like you can have as many failures as yeah. you want, but you get you keep getting up and keep doing it. Totally. Like it's uh, you. You're bound to win eventually. Yeah. Right. If
1: you keep going and you keep pushing through,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna win. Yeah.
0: So, do you think that that was just intrinsic? Did you have any mentors growing up? Was that family? Was there books like mm-hmm. I know you, you talked about the podcast? Mm-hmm. Was there anyone very significant in your life that that worked on that side of your mindset?
1: Mm-hmm. I had a few, I would say, um, not direct mentors, but a few people in my life that um, I think helped me with just trying to figure that out for myself. And um, you know, I think it's also going back to my upbringing and, you know, my family and, you know, they're immigrants. And so they came to Canada, not really having a whole lot. And so just seeing how they were, how, how we were raised kind of, you know, brought me to, okay, I don't want to have to struggle like that. I want to be able to provide for my family. I want to be able to, you know, take care of my family and, and not ever have to worry. And so for me, it was a combination of that plus being, um, you know, being a girl and having to just break these industry standards, sorry, a woman, uh, having to break these industry standards to to say that, you know, you know, I can do it. You know, I am not worried, but I can do it Mm -hmm. and and not allowing these things to get to me. So yeah, I think that's It's a combination of everything, but yeah, definitely I had some mentors in my life, uh, people that I have kind of had mentors a little bit for everything, for, for life and for business, friendships, and, you know, just having that support system has allowed me to kind of, you know, push through, I think, because that alone not having the right support system, having people, you know, who don't support your ideas, who don't support you, um, you know, when you're out there trying to grind, um, that's really tough. And I've always really had people that, you know, cheering me on in the background saying, I know you're busy and we're here, so don't worry. Like we're here to support you no matter what. And that's, you know, that's, I think, so important.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely change uh of of topic here yeah top three places in Winnipeg: restaurants uh attractions you name it
1: okay so other uh, than table space (laughs) um
0: you can plug it as much as you want by the way okay
1: that's fine i won't i've talked about it a few times already restaurants i was just there and i just I was just mentioning this to um, my partner the other day. I love Pizzeria Gusto. It's just like my my spot. I just love it there. And you know, I, I might as well be an ambassador at this point because it's just, I love it.
0: You have a card.
1: Just... I Yeah, they might as well give me a card yeah, right. at this point. Yeah it's, <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. It's so good. Um, so restaurants, I would say there. Um, hmm.
0: If you had to go anywhere in Winnipeg to just enjoy what you would consider Winnipeg, where would it be?
1: Um, I would say like like the Hargrave Street Market I think is a really cool addition to the Winnipeg downtown. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's always really nice to mm-hmm. to see. It's especially in the summertime, it's lively. There's live music playing, people are outside enjoying. And for Winnipeg, like we haven't really had anything like this before. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for, for me even now like you know i would go out and bike around there and it would just be so cool to see like i don't even feel like i'm in winnipeg anymore i
0: totally forgot about that
1: yeah yeah so go there in the summertime and just like take it all in they've got live music it's so nice to see Mm -hmm. um the forks I don't know. <laughs> the Forks is always a, a good stable. one. It's a yeah. staple in Winnipeg. Yeah. And I think that that would probably be the one thing that if I really wanted to just, let's, you know, take me back to the Winnipeg days, yeah. that would be the place.
0: I want to feel a little Winnipeg today.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, looking back over some of this stuff and and trying to, you know, help anyone else that's, that's either starting a business or mm-hmm. jumping into a career, um, what's something that you would... Tell either the you know the eighteen year old Andrea or or the somebody else jumping into here that that you wish somebody would have told you.
1: Um, so, someone who's starting off wants to get into real estate right now. I think that go find a mentor, find someone that you know that you can provide value to as well. You know, I think that that's those are invaluable skills that you can you can just learn. Uh, straight from the source so um, I would say be a sponge and learn everything not just what they're doing but go out and learn you know other other tools and other uh, from other people and as well just to see what everyone else is doing what's
0: valuable Um, to a seasoned realtor to like what can what can somebody who who's really just starting out provide what can they do to provide value for for a yeah really seasoned realtor
1: Well, if you're like me, I'm complete, you know, just all over the place, I just need things. Okay, so for example, you know, when it comes to, and it it, it depends, like if you wanna be a licensed assistant, that's different than being an unlicensed assistant. So being an unlicensed assistant, there's a lot you can do, you know. Doing the running around, so dropping off feature sheets, putting up for sale signs, or not for sale signs or open house signs, um, grabbing or picking up lock boxes, uh, dropping off checks and things like that. Like mm-hmm. those are all things that take up a lot of time in a realtor's day. You know, we don't really have time to do all that running around. And so, just saying, hey, do you need help? What can I help you with? Um, you know, I'm willing to do anything, whatever whatever it is you need. And um, actually right now I am mentoring someone who she's 18 years old and, uh, and that's what I love. I love being able to help people. And so she actually has a high school um, program. She's in high school, she's just finishing high school okay. uh, that they allow you to um, have a hundred hours with whatever place of work you decide to go to It's volunteer hours. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's amazing. And she decided to, to want to, you know, get mentored by me mm-hmm. and uh that's exactly what she's doing. What do you need? How can I how can I help you today? Like and she wants to get into real estate and so she's doing the right thing by reaching out to someone
0: mm-hmm.
1: who has the experience and and adding value to them as well. So I would say uh you know that alone just will help help you and help the realtor and themselves. Yeah. You know. So that's um getting into entrepreneurship, I would say, like, like I said, it's a spiritual journey. And so, <laughs> you know, you really are just trying to find yourself and figure it out. And, you know, you kind of have to be, um, open, open to all opportunities and all possibilities and being able to, uh, just navigate through, through certain times. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially with what happened in the last two years. So, um, yeah having a strong mindset and and being able to work through that is important
0: spiritual is a good word it is because it really is i've had people ask me you know how how was your day well i used to be a firefighter for 11 years i quit four years ago oh wow so i was talking to a firefighter the other day and he said uh you know how's it going since you quit yeah i said you know what one day you're on top of the world and the yeah. next day, the world is falling apart and you have no idea yeah. how you're going to put it together. And then the next day after that, yeah. it's amazing again. Yeah. Like it's just this roller coaster of emotions.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, I just had that. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was down. can't do this anymore. You know, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And then this week, things were great. So you really have to like, you know, go through the motions and, and know that things are going to work out just fine yeah
0: yeah um what haven't what what would you like people to know about realtors that you think that most people don't
1: um that we work very hard i think especially with these shows out there uh make it look so easy we work very hard and there's a lot of things that we do behind the scenes that people don't really see Mm -hmm. you know especially just to say for example like having a listing there's there's a lot that goes on to that you know there's a lot of preparation there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes yep. that
0: probably most of it right all of it yeah. is all
1: behind the scenes yeah. you don't see it all you yeah. see is the finished product you, right. all you see is the home once it hits the market right and and so i think that's one thing that some people don't get to see and and maybe Maybe myself, like I should do a better job at actually showing more of that and showing what really goes on behind the scenes when you've got a listing, when you've got a buyer, um, the you know all the paperwork in between. Like, what does that look like? Growing a team, scaling. If people are are interested in scaling, do you know what I mean? So there's a lot of just there's a lot of behind the scenes, and we work very hard, especially in those last two years. Especially being a buyer's agent, like we were talking about before this, um, is very tough right now. So, be nice to your realtors.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to get a two for one on videographers so that they can show all your behind the scenes. Yeah, all yeah. Of my behind the scenes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. Now,
0: when you knew that you were coming on here, yeah. um, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you know you thought that I should have?
1: Um. You know, I kind of had an idea of what you'd ask me, so I don't know. I think you probably asked me everything that I thought you were going to ask me. So, <laughs> <Nailed it. laughs> well,
0: that's great. Well, you did fantastic. Yeah. I think that um, I I appreciate you being the first realtor that I've had on here. Yeah. I think that um, your social media is fantastic. I think that um, it's only going to grow because mm-hmm. it is. Um, you can tell that it is authentic content that you like right? Mm-hmm. That you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really like seeing social media accounts and, and I keep saying that word, whether it's Instagram or, or Facebook or TikTok or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Where people are passionate about things that I don't understand or that I have no idea about. Yeah. Like fashion's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it was people that love shoes and yeah. you know, shoes are huge, uh, sports cards, all this stuff. Yeah. Like I just like when people are passionate about it, you're right, the yeah. people get to know you, yeah. they get to trust you. Um, So I think you're doing a phenomenal job there. Thank and you. I, I really think that your mindset is probably your strongest asset. And mm-hmm. I think you're gonna be very successful and uh, I really appreciate you coming on.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. This is the first podcast video type thing that I've done before. So I think that awesome. this is yeah, this is awesome awesome. Thank you for having me.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well it's nice meeting you.
1: Nice meeting you too.